Hello, welcome to another edition of Conversation of the Heart. It is your boy T. Till here with a very, very, very special guest, um, Patrice Hartwell. Um, she is, to me, um, one of the best uh, budgeters. To me, she's like a master budgeter. She's so very passionate about money, finance, um, building wealth, generational wealth. Um, she's a wealth of knowledge for various different things that we're going to get into today. So if if you're out there looking to you know, learn how to budget or kind of re-strategize how you budget your money, um, then this is the conversation for you. If you're looking for, for ways to save money, um, different ways to save money, uh, to, to travel, to, to go on whatever it is that you're looking to do, you know, pay for cars or, you know, pay mm -hmm. for whatever it is that you're looking to save for, um, whatever is your goals, then this is the episode that you do not want to miss. So, Without further ado, um, welcome Patrice Hartwell to this show, Conversations of the Heart. Appreciate you for doing the show. Thank you for coming on and, and gracing the audience um, with uh, your expertise um, and your knowledge. And we're going to get into all of this. Um, so, yes, appreciate you. Thank you again. Welcome. Um, Thank you for having me. Yeah. Of course. Um, so when we talk about money, right? Well, first, I actually want to start here. So you're very passionate about money and mm -hmm. growing your money, right? So where did that start? Like, where did that passion begin? Um, like, how, like, like, as far as you can remember, like, when did you just say, man, I love numbers? Because I mm -hmm. look, you know, let's be honest, math is probably the least favorite subject in school, across right. the board. For yeah. most kids, for most people, math mm -hmm. is the least Right. So when did you fall in love with, with numbers? Right. That that, you know, you do this for a living. You're also a finance analyst as well. So, mm -hmm. you know, where did you get this passion from? Well, I would say the passion started not just so much working with numbers, but just in my own personal life, because I learned how to you know budget and manage money. And I found an interest in that. And it wasn't until I started working as an auditor, that was my first job. And I started working and, um, you know, I was realizing then that I actually like to work with numbers and manage numbers for companies and things like that. So that's pretty much how I got started. But as far as the budgeting part, mm -hmm. I had an experience in high school where I had to learn how to manage my money at that mm -hmm. point. And yeah, it was, I was kind of went through an embarrassing um situation okay <laughs> with my money <laughs> and so I had to learn the hard way as so, far as do tell what happened okay so I was I would say I was like 17 or 18 but anyways I was I had got my first job I was working mm -hmm. a part-time job you know you when you're young you get that first you know your first paycheck and I oh, was yeah. at you know just swiping I wasn't really paying attention to what I was doing when I was swiping my card mm -hmm. and I was just you know just spending money and I was shopping. And then next thing I know, I went to a store and they told me that my car had declined. My card had declined. And I said, well, how is it, how did, you know, <laughs> how's this happening? And so I, you know, was asking my parents because at that time I didn't understand what was going on. And they were like, well, have you been keeping track of what you've been spending? And I said, mm -hmm. no. And they were like, well, you know, you, that's what you're supposed to do. And so anyways, <laughs> I learned at that point 
because of what I overdraft a small amount, mm -hmm. which cost me a lot in the end. It cost me a lot more. And so at that point, I said, I don't ever want to do that again, because mm -hmm. one, it was embarrassing. But then two, I just felt like I'm putting out more money to have to fix something that yeah. I was not able to manage. So with that, you know, I just I started keeping track of what I was spending. I had like mm -hmm. a little journal and I would write down things because, you know, I had to pretty much pay for prom homecoming this was in high school so right. i'm learning how to manage my finances in that sense and so um just i started small you know and then when i went to college i when i went out to school i had to basically do the same thing because mm -hmm. i didn't have my parents there so i had to really understand how to you know manage what i had at that time so i don't overspend or so i'm not you know you know, right. broke or things like that. So yeah. I took that with me through college. Um, once I graduated, you know, that's when I just started reading books and gaining more knowledge on how I wanted to, when I started making money, how I wanted mm -hmm. to invest it and make it grow. Mm -hmm. and so I was about like 23, 25 when I started getting on that. So, well, one, you know, mm -hmm. as far as the embarrassing story, I think everybody <laughs> has gone through that. In, uh, yeah. I mean, mostly everybody has gone through that, especially, if, you know, especially being young um, and then you, you learn hard lessons. Like when I first even didn't even know what an overdraft fee, I, I was like, I overdrafted the account, but like right. you get hit, like, you know, I think for me, it happened to me one time where I think I went over like a dollar, a dollar yeah. 50 or something like that. Mm -hmm. And then my account was like, you know, like negative, like. $36. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and you know, first, I do believe that overdraft fees are a complete scam, but that's neither yeah. here nor there. Yeah, but they can teach you a very valuable lesson um, yes. when it comes to, you know, just, I guess, keeping what's in your account, you know, just mm -hmm. and paying more attention. But also, the one thing that a lot of times that they don't tell you when you open an account is just that not every merchant processes things the same day same way. especially mm -hmm. at restaurants the tips certain things like they don't put in the final amount sometimes so sometimes you look at That's your true. account especially back in the day mm -hmm. um you look at your account and it's like oh i still have this in the account i'm good so then yep. you swipe and swiping and then you get hit and that yep. part is dangerous because i used to work in banking in the finance industry too and I, I would see people come in and be like, I don't get what just happened. Why do I have, yeah. why, like, why is my account negative three, four hundred dollars? Right. And it's yeah. because everything started to hit all yeah. at once. Like, and then you would just think, and once you were negative, then, oh, everything just starts coming through because it was approved. Mm -hmm. So it, it goes through. Right. Right. And you're shopping, you just bing, 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 bing. And then it's like, mm -hmm. you got like five or six overdrafts. Five or six overdrafts is like, um, it's like 150 to yeah, $200. Yeah, that's a lot of money. Yeah. Right. So, yeah. <laughs> so it's just one of those things that, you know, it's a good lesson that okay. you just brought up, though. Um, for kids or any young teenagers yeah. watching this, right, to, to just mind your money um, and pay yes. attention to actually what you are spending and mm -hmm. and check your and, and really go into detail and look at what you're spending and, and look at what you have and mm -hmm. make sure that the merchants look at the pending because that's the right. one thing when, when you go into apps because now there's apps back back then. It wasn't apps, right? So, yeah. <laughs> so now you have apps on your phone. Now it's perfect. Mm -hmm. Go on your app and see what's pending. 
and yeah. see what you have in that account yeah. because it, it, it can really go left really, really fast. Yeah. So I really appreciate you for bringing that out. Um, so speaking of, of college, I, I know you, you went to college and things like that and you um, got your BA and your MBA, right? And everybody has student loans. Well, not right. everybody. Let me, uh, let me right, correct everybody. myself. A lot of people have student loans, right? Um, right, and so that's one of the things that you know can really put you behind, especially you know, depending on what you're doing for a living and things like mm-hmm. that. And you come out of school, and a lot of times you, people think that they're gonna come out of school, come out of school making a hundred thousand. Yeah, and maybe that could be true for some. <laughs> could be true for yeah. some, but. You, a lot of people come out of school, depending on what your field is, making thirty five, forty thousand a year. Mm-hmm. That's a fact. Yep. And then you, and That's then you have nice. rent, and then you have, yep. um, you know, utilities, and then you have a four between a four hundred and six hundred dollars student loan bill. Mm-hmm. That in itself, yeah, is problematic, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so when it comes to just like like the student loans and like, how do you avoid? like student loans or or if you can't avoid it how can you best prepare for it because when you go from Mm -hmm. high school to college they do tell you about the loans but they also don't tell you about the books yeah they don't the other costs the extra fees yeah books like and Mm -hmm. maybe it's different now but when I was you know transitioning there I was like how much are these books yeah. What? And not just books, they have other fees that they charge you yeah. as well, depending mm-hmm. on the university. So right, right, you have right. to be mindful of that. Yeah. Right. You know, so it's just like I wasn't like you're not prepared for a lot of these mm-hmm. uh things. So if if you're going getting ready to go into college, um, or you're a senior in high school, right? What would be mm-hmm. your advice to prepare for the next step um as far as student loans, books, fees? you know getting ready for that right and they're not you know and if they're in most people's shoes you know Mm -hmm. if they they don't have parents that can pay right Mm -hmm. for their education or if they're not on scholarship whatever the case is what advice would you give them to best prepare for a college yes so I would say take advantage of looking for grants applying for grants applying for scholarships as many as you can Mm. Um, look into if you, you know, even academic scholarships, even, um, you know, athletic, you know, things like that, take advantage of whatever money is going to be given to you as far as to prepare you for college or to get you through college, Mm -hmm. use that. Because I think a lot of people want to go based off, well, this is how it was when I was going to school, more so about where you went to school. It was just like, oh, I want to go here. I want to go there. It's more so about your personal preference, mm-hmm. but not really taking into consideration how much money you would actually be spending once you get done. And so with me, I made the decision because I had colleges that I really wanted to go to mm-hmm. and I got an accepted. I got accepted into those colleges, but I wasn't getting the money to help pay for those, you know, to get through. And like the top university I wanted to go to and that was on my list, I would have gotten it, came out of school like with $400,000 in debt, a student mm. loan debt, wow. because it was costing 100000 a year just to, you know, that, that include like room and board and things like that. Mm. So I ran, I was running track then as well. So I was able to get blessed with the track scholarship. And then I also had an academic scholarship. So mm. it wasn't really the school of my choice. 
that I wanted to go to. Mm. But at the end, I looked at it as if they paid for my education. So that's why I made that choice then. And that's why I was able to graduate at that point without a lot of student loan debt. Mm. Now, I also wanted to further my education and go into, you know, grad school, get my MBA. So at that point, I had to figure it out because I was done running track, so I didn't have no other scholarships and things like that. And also, I was working for an employer that didn't offer tuition reimbursement. So I had to figure Mm. it out because Mm -hmm. I wanted to get my degree. Um, And so, you know, I had to work two jobs. Um, You know, I had to sacrifice the time. I couldn't get my own place at that time because, you Mm -hmm. know, I was trying to get this degree and get done, be done with it and move on. So I would suggest that go where you're going to get you know, money. Mm-hmm. So whatever is going to help you, then then do that. Because honestly, and now, I mean, I could, you know, we could argue about this all day long, but some people may feel like, oh, if I have Harvard on my, you know, resume, rather than me right. saying I went to, you know, another school somewhere else, it's like, right. okay, well, that could get me, help me land a job. And I graduated in the worst time um, of the recession when I got my bachelor's degree. And mm. a lot of times it was not about the education. It was about your experience. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. you know, we don't want to go to school because we're taught, we was taught, you know, go to school, go to college, get mm-hmm. and you graduate and get a good job. And mm-hmm. that's what, you know, we had that mindset, you mm-hmm. know, like you said, we think that we're going to come out and make six figures and things like that. We had that mindset because most of our parents didn't go to college. So they were just telling us, they what they knew to for us to you know right. be better and not to say it's not a help but you also have to do other extra things to go along with that so right i say the experience as well you know so you don't want to take that chance of graduating and you're studying something and then you got it all these student loan debts and you can't find a job to right. pay back you know which is, so which happens often enough and yeah I find also that with whatever you graduate with, for a lot of people, mm-hmm. they don't end up doing in a career too. They, don't. they switch and they end I'm up in something completely different, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but in in a sense, where going back to so let's just say um, a particular student doesn't have scholarships or they're not eligible for scholarships you know their only option is for student loans right Mm -hmm. because that happens a lot right it's that's a lot of people's stories you know Mm -hmm. um so most now most of of them right were working um Mm -hmm. and going to school so like their option Mm -hmm. is to work and go to school right Right. or they have summer jobs in high school things like that Mm -hmm. right that so preparing for college right do you think it's wise for them to begin to save in high school for the things that they are going to have in college right for the bills for for the fees um because most of the time um and you know with these high school jobs you know or when you're young first year college jobs you know they don't pay much right but you're not working many hours but yeah what we do is we take the money, we buy fly things, you know, we, we we go places, which which is, you know, yeah. I get it. As a teenager, yes, are you going to want to have those experiences, especially with your friends and things like that? Mm-hmm. But, you know, should they begin to start saving money at an earlier age and um, getting ready for uh, college? Yeah, absolutely. I think that they should, yeah, save as much as you can. 
Um, I mean, still have some to enjoy, you know, for yourself because you have to have that balance. But I still, yeah, I suggest at least saving because even if you can't pay for tuition, it'll help with books or something like that as well, you know, Mm -hmm. and also look into maybe some people may not want to work while they go into school, but some people may have to, you know, Mm. and, you know, it'll kind of help to maybe have a job, you know, where at least doing something that you kind of, you know, know in the field in the area that you want to go into, maybe do a final internship that pays, you know, or find a job that you can work, you know, that kind of mm-hmm. is related to what you're studying, which, mm-hmm. you know, can help you save as well. You could just save that money while you're going through school if you have to take out student loans. So then once you get out, at least you can pretty much use some of that to go towards your principal, mm-hmm. you know, because most of the time with student loans, it's, it's about the interest that accumulates over time. That, mm-hmm. That's what makes it even more, you know, difficult mm-hmm. to get out of. Um, right. Yeah, so in that sense, that's what I would suggest. Okay, perfect. So you you did mention going from, you know, your BA to your MBA and, you know, you don't, you left there without having any student loans, your MBA program, right? And most yes. people go from their bachelor's and then they end up pulling more, um, more money for student loans to get their mm-hmm. master's, right? Yeah. Um, so the one thing that you mentioned was, you know, sacrifice, um, mm-hmm. you know, so that that mindset of sacrifice, like what are your pillars to, to because to me, that signifies that, that you were having like a, a money mindset early, right? Um, what are your other pillars, like, or the pillars that you have to really starting to develop, to start to develop a money mindset? I would say discipline as well. Discipline mm-hmm. and also patience <laughs> because mm. oftentimes, especially when you're saving up for something really major, especially like you're saving up for a new home or, you know, things like that, or you want to buy a home that that's a lot of money, you know, and it takes time to, you know, to build, to kind of like at least have a down payment is what I'm saying, or, you right. know, the extra fees that go along with that. So um, I just suggest that, you know, so- they patience sacrifice and discipline so yeah so how did you so when it came to the MBA program um Mm -hmm. like how did you just pay that off right you know pay everything off right I know you said you mentioned two jobs but just because sometimes because just because somebody works two jobs does not mean that they're going to pay off their student Mm -hmm. loans it doesn't and just like if somebody could be making a hundred thousand, somebody could be making forty thousand. The person that's making forty thousand could be paying off a whole bunch of their stuff, and the person that has making a hundred thousand mm-hmm. is not, right? right? So, so when it came to that time in your life, right? Like, how did you do that? Like, you know, because paying off student loans it's expensive, right? And you say yeah. you were you were working two jobs and mm-hmm. you, that, that you were sacrificing. Like, what type of sacrifices were were you making to achieve mm-hmm. those? Goals? Well, well, the program that I was in, it would take me like, it took me like close to two years to finish. And so what I did, I just paid, I paid as I went. So I just, I calculated how much it would be per credit to Mm. how how much it would be per credit. I saved up that money. And then that's what I paid. You know, every time the semester came around, I made sure I had that money to pay for those, that one class or those two classes. Because when you go to grad school, it's not as many, it's not as intense as it's getting your bachelor's. So Um, I was able to actually pay as I went. So when I had to go talk to my financial advisor at that time, and they were asking, you know, they were giving me these different options on student loans. And I told Mm -hmm. them that I wanted to just pay as I went. And she said, I think that you're the first person I ever came across to 
have to actually be doing that. And I did it. So I paid as I went. I just made sure that, you know, I had the money, but I had to, I had to sacrifice a lot. I couldn't go out. Like when my friends was going to the clubs and popping bottles, I was like 23, 24 at this time. So that's the prime um, season for that too. And yeah. And so, you know, I'm, you know, friends was out partying and, and people were posting on social media, all the things they were doing. I, I had to, I had to tuck my head and work, you know, I had to save, I had to sacrifice and that's what I did because I said, when I walk across that stage, I don't want to owe nobody nothing. Like I'm done. I don't want to know, you know, I don't want any of that hanging over my head. I don't want that Mm -hmm. to be a decision, even getting a job because I don't want to just take any job just because I want to have to pay back student loans. Mm. And so, you know, I, Mm. I didn't want to be in that position because I had graduated when I graduated my BA, I had that experience and I learned what, what was necessary and what wasn't. And so I just said, at this point, I know, you know, my degree probably won't entail me and getting, it will help, but mm-hmm. I just didn't want to be having that over my head, being in that debt, you know, right. being in a debt and things like that to where it's like, it makes, have me make other decisions that I really don't want to make because I have to pay back these loans. Man. So yeah. That is powerful right there because, you know, it people, you know, make decisions a lot, you know, especially when it comes to jobs, right, that mm-hmm. they don't really want to do mm-hmm. it, it, because of the situations that, you know, that yeah. they're in, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and it happens all the time. Hey, listen, I, I hate this job, but I got bills to pay, you know, you know, like things like that. Mm-hmm. Um and sometimes when you're in certain situations, um, especially when it comes to financial burdens and financial um, strains, especially like all you want to do is get to f- being free. Like, right. and so you'll do what you got to do and which yeah. I get it, you know, like you yeah. do what you got to do. But when you have that money mindset, like what you just said is, you know what, I don't want to be in a position to where I'm just taking anything just just to pay for something just to pay off this debt and so that um to have that mindset at towards that 23 24 um is really impressive um and you and you should definitely be commended for that um, because that's a lot of maturity too so i know you said discipline um sacrifice and patience but that also took a lot of maturity too so um salute to you for that um so you know, so when it comes to developing a money mindset, um, I know that's a thing, you know, because we, you know, it's a thing for, you know, generational wealth now, you know, of course, that's a big mm-hmm. topic of conversation now, um, you know, thing, and, and, and really diversifying, you know, your portfolios and what you invest in and multiple streams of income and things like that, right? But it doesn't matter if you don't really have a money mindset, right like it doesn't really make a difference um you can have multiple streams of income and still blow your money right there are ball players you know Mm -hmm. from the nba and different places that have had millions of dollars contracts millions of dollars Mm -hmm. of contracts Mm -hmm. um and they're you know unfortunately they may not have money now right um so having that mindset you gave your pillars right but how did you put that into action like every day? Um, because mm-hmm. I know that's a discipline, right? Mm-hmm. But 
like where does one begin Be because having a money mindset can start i believe from budgeting right i guess you start from having a budget like setting goals um for the things that you want of course but like when it comes to budgeting right that's where it starts mm -hmm. all right i know what i want everybody knows what they want right. they do you know i want yeah, a lot yeah. of things right but mm -hmm. But, but to get awesome. those things, right? Yeah. yeah. But to get those things, um, to achieve those goals, what are some of the budgeting strategies that you use, right? That you have found successful, um, because you also um run a business. You, um, of course, you also you, you know you work, um, you run a business, and you have your own bills right yes and mm -hmm. you have your own goals and things like that so what are some of like your best budgeting strategies that that you use um to kind of achieve the things that you have achieved okay well right now well i would just say like just over time mm -hmm. i've just i've used 10 percent of what i make to invest so whether that's saving going to retirement retirement accounts and things like that whatever your savings is for investing and growing I put 10% of that away. And also I tithe as well. And I tithe mm -hmm. faithfully. Now I know, mm -hmm. you know, that could be a thing right now because some people are talking about that as far as mm -hmm. tithing, but I'm not going to go into details. But for right. me, what I do, I base off whatever, especially when I'm making a major purchase or, you know, anything like that. If yeah. I can no longer tithe, then I can't afford it because that's the way I look at it. I'm like, if I can't get 10% of, my income every check or whatever the case may be to you know pay tithes and i'm going to get this new car or if i want to buy a house or things like that if i can't do that then i that means i can't afford it so for me that's how i base off what i can afford and how i budget so once i do the 10 percent, then i also take in, into consideration like my needs so the needs is also like your living, you know, your living costs, like right. your rent or mortgage or, mm -hmm. you know, utilities, food, groceries, like, you know, those right. kind of things you need to survive. Yep. And then once you do that, making sure like, yeah, you have money to invest and save, put money away for emergency fund if you do not have so, have it or, you know, whatever you need to save up for, just can, or you can, or you can continue to add to your emergency savings. It don't necessarily have to be, you know, a thousand dollars. I would say just keep adding on to it. So, you know, just taking into consideration all the things that you have to get. Once you get the needs out the way, then that's when you can start looking at, okay, what do I value? You know, mm. and you can start saying, okay, well, if you, like for me, I like to travel. So I'll have a travel fund. And now I can do that because, you know, I did what I need to do to get out of debt. So now I can put this extra money away. So if I ever want to take a trip, I need whatever the case may be, I have that money there because I put it away. Mm. And so- it's just, you have to think about what is it that you value and also how, you know, uh -huh. that works for you. So yeah, just listing out things too. I would also suggest writing things down, whether uh -huh. it's in a journal or putting it in an Excel sheet. I like Excel, me personally, I, uh -huh. because it has all the formulas and calculations and things and like that in there. So I just find it easier to keep track of my finances there. But as you're keeping track, you want to keep track of it often. You know, like right. some people just, write it down and they don't ever revisit it or look at it like you have to if you want to mind your money you have to focus on it you have to watch it mm. you have to make sure it's going to where it's supposed to be making sure you're not overspending and things like that so that's as far it. as budgeting you need to take that yeah into consideration. And, if, and if people aren't good um 
or tech savvy, you know, with Excel, yeah. they actually do have pre-made budgeting spreadsheets that you can look up online that already have yes. calculations. They have everything. Apps. Yeah, they have yeah, Google apps. Sheets too, um, mm -hmm. where you can search Google Sheets. That's just like Excel for anybody who wants to know that they have different apps that already come, you know, just built out for you. All you got to do is mm -hmm. plug and play um yeah. and go so yeah you know that's definitely um a good idea um you know with the excel sheets and just keeping track of everything i remember back in the day um my mom used to have a checkbook she probably still has that actually um yeah. you know um now you know now you know now things are you know from for me i don't know what a check looks like um everything for me is online it's automated online it's mm -hmm. no my bills are set to auto pay from, you know most of the time um yeah. you know so that you don't miss anything and things like yeah. that but I remember back in the day um my mom had a checkbook and like just seeing her balance that checkbook just blew my mind like just the you know the uh just having to the addition the Do everything by hand. You know, yeah. everything you know just easy to align for a budget the check number like mm -hmm. everything and I'm just like and then she taught me how to check and I was like this even back then I was like there's gotta be a better way like, yeah. like I hated it I I was like what is this I was like yeah. you know but you, but you learn you know I learned what I needed to learn at the time because checks mm -hmm. were uh the thing um but then once they started coming out with this online bag now I was like oh I love it yeah um anything with technology I love it because it's just more convenient and it's easy to kind of um you know navigate because i because watching her because if like something you know for check you know um what if you lose a check you know now you mm -hmm. gotta go back and then change it and then make notes and it's oh, it was just uh, atrocity um yeah for me personally um but, but i say excel i say excel only because with banking is just looking it's just tracking what is specifically going on with that particular account so someone mm -hmm. who may have multiple accounts you know yes. that you need to keep track of that's a mm -hmm. good place to kind of like put everything there so you know how much is in this account how much is in that mm -hmm. account and things like you know it just makes it easier to organize so that's another thing too when you're budgeting you have to be very organized as well yeah and you mentioned like a, a travel a travel funds and emergency funds i remember like you probably know the name of this account um my mom had it back in the day um it's an account that you have, um, and it's just, it's for savings, but it's, a uh, um, man, I, I wish I can call it that now, but, um, you save up all year and then it's like, um, you can get your money at the end of the year, I think. And, uh, um, she, she used to mm. use that account too for savings and like, you know, for, for pro I think for gifts too, like, you know, or, or, or whatever it is that you know it could just be for anything that she wanted you know um like a fund account no like not a fund savings. it 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 was a, a type of savings account um christmas savings i know they have different it, types wait, well, christmas, christmas savings? savings yeah they have that or a cds I don't know. no not cds no this is something mm -hmm. that um it was a club it was a uh it was a oh like, like Christmas Club. I think that's what they call yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Back in and the you day, could put money like, in there. They had that. Yeah. You know, I, I, mm -hmm. I, I know that she had those too. Um, and she would utilize those. Um yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. you know, to 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 save and and you know, that was a, another way to, you know, to save money as well. Um, 
so there's you know so i, I know but i don't even know if they have those anymore um not really sure either. um yeah. but that but that was a cool way to save too back in the day um yeah you know that's that he taught me too um but so when it comes to you know everybody love well travel is is the thing now so i'm gonna pick your you know your your travel consultant brain here um mm-hmm. you know people a lot of times feel like it, you got a ball you know to you know, ball out you know uh when you travel right mm-hmm. you know but but if you're trying to save money mm-hmm. um pay off debt you know but you still want to treat yourself too you still want to sometimes you might everybody needs to get away sometimes so like right. what were what are some tips um that you would give somebody who who does want to go away um e- even if it's for a weekend or whatever the case is but to be able to mm-hmm. travel on a budget right I would say try to plan your trips as soon as like the sooner the better because when you wait to the last minute things can be a lot more expensive that way so it's like that's where a lot of the planning comes into like you have to you know I would say book things in advance because oftentimes Mm -hmm. there are you know some hotels or even some resorts who will offer discounts when you book early Mm -hmm. so you know, taking advantage of just knowing that as far as time and not waiting to, to the last minute to, you know, book things. Now, sometimes there are some cases where at the last minute, they have last minute deals and things yeah. like that. I, you know, I've come across that as well, but mm-hmm. you know, it just depends. But for me, if you're trying to manage and know like what you're spending and things like that, you want to plan ahead, you know, it's best to know, okay, I'm gonna go on this trip on this day, have everything booked and, you know, be good with that also just taking advantage of any discounts um using points you know um mm. as far as that goes um to try to you know save money with with traveling and i'm sure there's there's a whole lot of other things but i still i'm still learning myself you mm-hmm. know as far as mm-hmm. like upgrades and you know mm-hmm. things like that that you can save money on so just yeah taking advantage of that and also clear and global entry and pre-check those things come in handy as well they save you a lot of time if we so. don't have clear or yes. or global entry TSA pre-check and you travel with me, I am leaving. No, I'm going. I will meet you at the gate. I will meet you at the gate. I yeah. promise you that. Um, it is one of the best things to have a uh, global entry um, because it comes with TSA pre-check and um, it's only twenty dollars a year. If, if you break it down, mm-hmm. um, it's a hundred dollars yeah. upfront. It lasts for five years. I mean, yeah. and you know, it'll get you through the gates so much faster. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you have clear and pre-check, that's another, uh, that just a whole nother yeah. level in of, right. of itself. Now that now clear is a little bit more, um, expensive, uh, per year. So if you don't need it, I'm not saying necessarily you have to get that, but there are different programs um, that gives you discounts in order on clear. Um, and there mm-hmm. are different uh, credit cards also that you may have that also uh, will pay 50% or all of it, um, mm-hmm. actually. Um, so definitely check out, do your research on clear um, and do your research on global entry if you plan on traveling. Um, it is absolutely amazing. And if you have children, it's probably great to probably yes. have um, global entry clear uh, as well because it'll probably save you the hassle 
of waiting on these long security lines with all types of bags and and mm-hmm. strollers and everything else. It'll probably get you straight through the gate um, a lot faster um, and also give you some peace too, right? So yeah, uh, definitely the, thank you for bringing that up because that's so true. Um, and yes, utilize your points too. Um, mm-hmm. Different credit cards, um, you know, and not advocating for, you know, don't don't use your credit cards if you don't have the means to pay for it of course you know yeah. but you know if you know if you do have the means to pay you know certain things you know you can get some credit cards that uh have travel rewards right yeah. um, take advantage of those yeah take mm-hmm. advantage of those as uh as well responsibly of course i'm responsible yeah. <laughs> um so a lot of people you know really don't talk about the emotional side of money you know, I think emotional, like money and finances really cause a lot of stress. It causes yeah. a lot of agita. It causes a lot of heartburn. It causes a lot of headaches sometimes, mm-hmm. like, especially if you're in distress. Um, and a lot of, and, you know, especially depending on where you live, right? Like most people live check to check. And, it, you know, and I'm not saying that there's anything wrong with that, you know, especially when you live in a big city. You know, um, it's very expensive. Rent could be like $2,000 a month, right? Yeah. And utilities and this and that, you know. Um, so a lot of people live check to check. So a lot of that, you know, it's like that stress, you know, yeah. because if you lose that opportunity or if you lose that job or, or whatever other case is, that causes you like a lot of anxiety, um, mm-hmm. which is emotional too. Right. Um, and th- these things can affect your mental health, especially if you have children, you got mouths to feed, um, people to support. Um, you know, that's can be very a very stressful time. Right. So all of the principles that you just, you know, lined up for us, you know, can also help you relieve some of those stresses, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but when it comes to financial distress, right? how do you think that one person can overcome financial distress? So they're already in specific amount of debt, right? Mm. And they are stressed out, right? Um, which is honestly in this day and age, I mean, most people are in some kind of debt, consumer debt or student loan mm. debt, whatever the case is, um, whatever that is, right? Um, but what would be your advice to somebody um, to overcome financial distress so we taught we taught well not taught but we gave advice on you know how to get ahead right you know you you were young and you're in high school college we brought you through of how to get ahead right which is Mm -hmm. great but what about the person who could be in the mid-30s or 40s who already went through Mm -hmm. and they're in you know financial distress right and they're going through you, you know what advice would you give that person to begin to come out of that? I would say have a plan, have mm. a plan and then have goals for that plan and then execute on that. And I say that because sometimes we get into situations because we don't have a plan. We just live in life aimlessly. Mm. We're just, you know, and I understand like sometimes you have to plan, not just for the good, but even if unforeseen circumstances may happen as well. So that's why we have emergency funds. We save up for just in case, you know, something uh-huh. does happen. So, and I think that when we when we kind of prepare for those things, we have a plan. We know where we want to go. We know where we want to be. 
then that's when things will start looking more clear and to say, okay, I need to pay this off or I need to start saving up for this, you know, whatever the case may be, because let's just say someone is in debt and they want to buy a home. So a lot of, right now, a lot of people want to buy homes, but it's not a lot or it's just getting too expensive, you know? Okay. So yeah. mm-hmm. in that case, you know, a lot of people, you know, want to have these things, but they say they want to get out of debt to make their credit score better. So the first thing you have to do is tackle the debt. That's the first thing. So have a plan to say, okay, if you want to buy a home, what do I need to do to get to that point? Pay off any debt that you may have. Um, and then come up with a plan to pay off the debt. I would say pay off anything with has a high interest on it. You know, if it's a credit card, anything with high interest, a loan, whatever the case may be, pay that off first. And if you can, double up on the payments with paying that off. The sooner you can get it done paying off, the better, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so have a plan, pay off your debt, and then work on saving. And then as you're saving, you know, just always just, don't just have that instant gratification type of thing because I think when some people when they mm. when they make more money they want to spend more money, mm. and it's mm. not just about how much money you make it's it's how much you keep you know so that's why you mm. can see some people who make six figures or who are millionaires and still come out broke whereas you see someone who's making like half of what they're making or not even close and they're able to manage because they're not spending more than what they're making, and so you mm. want to be able to save you want to you know, be disciplined in that area and be patient. And when it comes to like, I would say, you know, mental health and things like that, just kind of just focus on you, focus on your plan, focus on your goals. Don't worry about what everybody else is doing. Don't try to keep up with the Joneses, but I think that's what, you know, what happens a lot. You know, people want to keep up with other people. They see things that's on social media and they make these assumptions that these people have it but we don't know how they're getting it or how they paying for it you know so just just focus on your plan focus on what you're going towards and actually work on that if you need to call some companies or things like that to have them work out you know with helping you pay off debt then do that as well so it's just different steps that you can you know do to maintain Mm. you know your finances keeping up on your credit score you know people don't know that i don't know if they know but you can run your credit score every year for free and just kind of see on your credit report just see what is outstanding and things like that and work on that to get Mm. you know get things you know taken care of so i would say take care of debt first you want to make sure you Mm. do that save as much as you can um and with i say savings like saving for emergency saving for something happens you know a lot of people don't want to we don't want to think negative, but we just, we just never know, you know, um, what can happen. So like, for example, with me, before the pandemic happened, for some reason, I was just like, I would say the Holy Spirit told me to start, just save your money. Don't spend anything. And so I was just saving, I was just saving, but I didn't know why. And then all of a sudden 2020 hit pandemic hit, everything shut down. Some people lost their jobs. You know, it was just like another, Thing. And we're still kind of like going through that now. Um, and they're saying that we're in a recession and things like that, which I'm not, you know, I can't really say in, in regards to that. But, you know, it's just you want to always prepare because you just never know what may happen. And a lot of people would not, we don't expect certain things to happen, but life happens. And I think the more we're, the more we're in preparation for things that can happen, the less stress we can encounter in life. Mm. It will, I mean, you know, you still have to deal with stress, but it'll make it a lot easier. So let's just say like something goes wrong with your car and you have the money for that. You can say, oh, thank God I have the money to pay for this. Whereas, you know, 
you know, some people don't have that. And they just go, well, how am I going to do this? You know, so I would say a lot of people can get out. You can mm-hmm. get out of debt. You can get out of financial distress. It's going to take time. It's going to take sacrifice and patience, you know, so you just have to keep working on it. You have to focus on it. Know what you value. Know what's important to you. And just say, okay, you know what? Just be disciplined. Just focus on staying in your lane and give yourself a time frame to say, okay, I'm gonna give myself so many years and so many months to get out of this and work towards that. Mm. And, you know, once you do that, then, you know, because once you get out of debt, life, life is different after that. You know, you don't want, you want to do everything you can to not get back Mm. into that, but yeah, take advantage of the opportunities that you have. Um, Even with work, if you need to, if you need to have a better paying job, try to look for things to kind of like give you, increase your skills, you know, because that's going to be the thing because yeah, if you can get a better paying job, then that can help you pay off, Mm -hmm. you know, debt and things like that. So just having to, you know, look at different circumstances. um, It just depends. Every individual is different, but yeah, yeah. you just want to focus on your, your plan. And, you know, and especially when it comes to um, some people may feel like, oh, I don't make enough money or I don't make a lot of money. The one thing I'll say about that is, you know, I watched my mom kind of make, like, have so much with making, you know, so little, right? Like, and the one thing that she always told me was, no matter what you make, and small money adds up to be big money. It does. You know, and, and I watched her get her dream car by saving up a lot of money. And what you said about patience, because she Mm -hmm. wasn't so into the instant gratification right she had patience to to save small money and eventually you know she bought the car out cash right Mm -hmm. you know and it was just like oh whoa you know and Mm -hmm. um she wasn't and people know people back in the day didn't have the salaries that we had Mm -hmm. so i so i already know i could imagine what what she could have done with the salaries that people are making today Right. Um, you know, right. watching her make miracles with things that, you know, small money, I can imagine what she would have did with the uh, big money. Right. So mm-hmm. um, so what you said, you know, about having, you know, having the discipline. Right. Like when I, I look at what she was doing, she had the discipline, you know, she sacrificed, you know. Right. And, um, you know, and those are things that, um, you know, and she had patience in those were the th- her three pillars, too. So mm-hmm. um, which is great. You know, so mm-hmm. what you said about that is is spot on. And when it comes to social media, like if you find yourself feeling depressed by certain accounts that mm-hmm. you follow, right? Like stop following those accounts. Yeah, absolutely. You know, hit the unfollow button, you know, until you're able to manage that, right? Mm-hmm. Um, because like you said, everybody on social media is balling. Everybody's happy everybody is is doing amazing on okay. social media you know everybody's um, gonna put their best foot forward right and media. so you always see the wind on social media you never see what the person goes through and also while you're kind of you know looking at them and saying man like i wish i had that you don't know what they had to go through to get that yeah you know what i'm sure. saying so that's their story that that's their journey um and you have to go and do yours right exactly. and you have to go on your path and go on your journey and mm-hmm. don't worry about what everybody else is doing don't worry yeah, about oh yeah. man like you know like they're out here having a grand old time a lot of people out there here having a grand old time but 
you know, their mental health is bad. They're suffering. Yeah. You know, a lot, yeah. a lot of stuff that's bad, you know, that that's going on. That's not the way it seems. They're having fun out there and they're going home crying every night to sleep. Mm-hmm. So for, for me, I just say, you know, just find some peace. Do what you yeah. can. Give yourself some grace. Right. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And yes, you might be in some financial distress at the moment. But do your best, you know, and make a plan. Like Patrice yeah. just said, make a plan for yourself. Yeah. And sometimes we can get so low to a point into a place that you don't even feel like a plan would work. You just feel like that. And 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 that's and for some that's you know that's that's natural. You know what I mean? Like I've been there, you know, in places where I was just like, man, listen, whatever. You know what I mean? Um, mm-hmm. but you gotta get yourself up and get yourself to a place yes. that, you, that that you do make a plan mm-hmm. um and that you do stick to it. Mm-hmm. And you have that discipline and you have the patience to want to see you through this, this part. Because what I do know, especially when it comes to money, is once you're in debt, it's like you want to get out of debt today. And mm-hmm. I know, and I, oh, I, oh, like, I know how that feels, right? Like, you just want to get right. out today. But that also, like, it didn't take you a day, you know, to get in, you know what I mean? It took a lot of other things. So it's going to take you time to get out. And honestly, right. sometimes, yeah, like, you do you can get into debt instantly, but it just, mm-hmm. it does take a while to get out. Um, mm-hmm. But if you create a plan and, you know, really focus on that and you yeah. have a good, and also have a good support system too. Um, Absolutely. Um, that's super important too, mm-hmm. you know, for accountability and then also for safe spaces when you're not doing so well, or when you get um, challenged you know, with yeah. these different things, because just because you make a plan that it doesn't mean it's, it's not going to be challenging. Right. Um, the plans can be challenging. Um, but, you know, if you stick with it, you know, there will be rewards on the other end. And when you see the debt starts to go down and down and down, and then it's just going to be like, oh, man, like you're going to want to do more because you're mm-hmm. seeing it work and, yeah. and you're seeing the fruits of your sacrifice right and the yeah. fruits of your labor right and then you get to see that your life is starting to change right mm-hmm. and so the, the the lower that your debt goes now you could take some of that extra money and put it to some other debts that you may have right. whatever and whatever that case may be so um patrice hit um the head on the nail right there um with what she just said um and give yourself some grace please um because yes. because when you don't that's when things get really hard yeah because you're not really focused on getting out you're beating yourself up about how you mm-hmm. got in and you're mm-hmm. not focusing on you're not focusing on getting out of the situation you're, you're just saying oh well why did I do this or why did I get myself in a situation I'm in this situation and what if I never got in I shouldn't have did this I shouldn't have did that and it's like well what 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 good is that right just you're already forward. there mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. you know the situation yeah. okay why beat yourself up yeah okay that that happened but as long as you're alive each day as long as you have breath each and every day to get up mm-hmm. that's it, it is an opportunity to make it right and yeah. that's all that we could ever hope for you know it's just an opportunity to right the wrongs or to right just different situations that that we're in and your situation might be financial debt somebody else's situation could be a, a lot of other things yeah right yeah. that you probably wouldn't want right and so mm-hmm. not saying that you know being in debt is not a is 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 a good thing but what i am saying 
is that as long as you're healthy, mm-hmm. you're making money. And in your right mind. And, and, and you're in your right mind, there mm-hmm. is a way out. So mm-hmm. don't, you know, don't be discouraged anymore. Just get up and make a plan. Now, when it comes to this plan, right? Mm-hmm. When do you normally, I guess, budget for like the year? Like, like do you do you do like just a budget for the year? Or do you do quarterly check-ins? Like, what do you do? I have, I make a plan, um, a budget every year, right. kind of like, you know, if you have certain expenses that you know are going to be the same mm-hmm. throughout the year and you have some yeah. that, that varies and annual expenses, things like that. So I list all those things out, but then I, I'm checking, honestly, I check my stuff every week, you know, or almost every yeah. day if I need to, you no, know, checking. Yes. You know, no mm-hmm. checking. Yes. But some people have like these, they, they kind of revisit in like quarters sometimes it could be like they'll 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 like yeah. visit and make adjustments every quarter mm-hmm. um or every six months um so i was just wondering just what that process was for you with my investments i check every quarter you Got want it. to check your investments because if your investments are not doing well then you need to see okay where do i need to make the changes here mm. you know because things change over time so mm. yeah okay perfect yeah. perfect um well, listen, um, I think this, I don't think I know, this has been a very, very um, informative episode. Um, I think a lot of people um, will be blessed by it. I think a lot of people will get a lot from this episode, you know, and um, to begin, you know, to, to change their mindset, right? To begin to, um, if if they didn't have this mindset before, I know that they will be inspired to change their mindset now. Yeah. Um, and I'm, I'm sure there will, will be some young kids and some teenagers that will, will watch this and begin to, to have that mindset to begin to prepare um, from that transition from high school to, to college um, and save um, uh, for those things. And, you know, I know somebody out there that, you know, could be in financial distress and I know that they'll be blessed by this. So the first thing I want to do uh, is thank you coming on here um coming on the show um and giving your expertise um sharing your experiences um your wisdom your knowledge um with us and with my audience um i i know that they will be blessed by it and you know you're definitely you know a powerhouse you know you are an entrepreneur you know you're an analyst as well you know master budgeter um and you're a lot of things and more um and you are also my girlfriend, so I am a little biased, um, but it's all true. Um, it, yeah. uh, these, these things are all true about you, and uh, the you. world needs you um, and more people like you uh, to be willing to spread knowledge, um, especially for our community and things like that. We need these, these, these types of conversations, and thank you for being willing okay. to come on and yeah. share this with me. I appreciate you. Yes, thank you. And thank you for having me. I appreciate you too. And I support everything that you have, that you're doing right now, that you have going on. So looking forward to seeing all that God has in store for you. Yeah. I definitely appreciate you. Um, And, you know, so we will probably be doing some other things, some other projects together. Um, You know, we'll, we'll, that's, that'll be another conversation for another day. Yeah. Um, But yeah, but definitely appreciate you. You're an amazing individual person, human being, woman, um 
thank you again for coming on Conversations of the Heart. And uh, for everybody, thank you for watching. Thank you for tuning in. Share this with uh, people who you think um, can can learn from it, can use it. Um, spread the word. And uh, listen, it, it is your boy, T-Till. Thank you all for tuning in. Don't forget to give yourself grace. Take your mental health very, very seriously. And you owe yourself everything. Peace. Absolutely.